Welcome back to Epilogues, Unpacking the Weekly Haftarah. You are listening to Rabbi Yaakov Tramp. This week we are going to be learning the Haftarah of Parshas Shoftim. This is the fourth Haftarah of Nechemta, of Comfort. It is to be found in Yeshayahu Perek Nun Aleph Pasuk Yud Beis to Perek Nun Beis Pasuk Yud Beis. It is a total of 24 Pesukim. Let's take a look at it in pieces and then consider some broader points to ponder. The first few psukim from Pasuk Yud Beis to Tezayin deals with HaKadosh Baruch Hu describing that He is the Comforter of Israel. Anachi, Anachi Hu Menachem Chem. I'm going to be your Comforter. Hashem reminds Yishayahu that He'll comfort them and Him and the Tzadikim that they have little to worry about. He tells them they should not worry about the humans who will wither and disappear. All the terrible oppressors, the Hamas Hametzek. He describes how Hashem, people forget Hashem's salvation and they worry about the coming siege, but the siege will not come because HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be there to protect them. He describes how the exiled one will no longer wander and the, and the deathly ill will no longer die and asks them, why is it that you are worried? Why is it that you're concerned? HaKadosh Baruch Hu plants the Torah in our mouths as he protects us and he returns to Zion, to Zion, when all the nations will be, I will declare Ami Atta, you are my nation. A few base, uh, just a point to point out is what is the context of this statement? Why is Hashem making this statement? So it requires us to actually reverse a paragraph in the uh, in the Navi in Yeshayahu. The previous um, paragraph actually describes a um, question or a statement made by Yeshayahu where he is turning to Hashem and, say, and says, It is time for you to get up. Uri, Uri, Livshi Oz, Zroya Hashem, Uri, Kimei, Kedem. Wake up, wake up. It is time for you to save, to bring about a salvation for Israel. The response to that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu coming and saying, I will be Menachem Chem, which is, I'm going to be your Redeemer and your Comforter, which is the beginning of our Haftarah as well. It's worthwhile noticing over here is that who is it that Yeshaya was addressing there? It's in a feminine term. The Malbim explains that Israel is arguing with Hashem saying that Gula should come soon and Hashem is saying that we aren't deserving of it yet. There's a famous story told in the, this, the community, the large Jewish community in Eastern Europe of Brisk, where they initially wanted to have the Beis Alevi Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik Zechitzaklirachot to be their Rav. The Beis Alevi turned down their bid, but the representatives from Brisk came back to the Beis Alevi and they made the following statement. They said 25,000 people in Brisk are waiting for you to be their Rav. Will you turn them down? At which point the Beis Alevi got up and accepted the position and became their Rav. The Chavetz Chaim, when hearing this, this story, made the following observation. He says, if so, if thousands of Jews would yearn and request Mashiach, surely HaKadosh Baruch Hu would not allow Mashiach to turn them down. If all we had was 25,000 people who are waiting for Mashiach, maybe Mashiach would, in fact, come as well. That's the Chavetz Chaim said. We move on to the next stage of the Haftarah, which is Pesukim Yud Zayin to Chav Kimmel, really the latter half of Perek Yud uh, Nun Aleph in Yeshayahu. In this, we hear um, words which later on Rav Shlomo Alkabetz will use in the Lachadoidi. His oirari, his oirari, kumi Yerushalayim. Wake up, wake up, get up, Yerushalayim. Asher shasis miyad Hashem kos chamasoi. You have drunken the, the chalice, the cup of anger 
is kuba as koisatarela shosis motis, and you've dressed up dry the, the cup of bitterness, of poison as well. And it describes that there's no one to look after your children aren't leading you. No one will be able to take care of you. You've suffered twice over. And who can help you over here? Your sons lay dying in famine in the anger of Hashem. The city is in poverty, drunk and confused, but not from wine. And Kosh Baruch Hu then says, Hashem. Your master Hashem says, I'm going to fight your battle. I am going to take from your hands this chalice of bitterness and I'm going to, in fact, return it upon your enemies, give it to the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, and you'll be able to now spread forth your body and welcome the, the feet of your children back into your quarters. That is um, a description to Yerushalayim. Basic points to ponder, what is this kos hatarela, this, this cup of bitterness? The Dadmekra explains that in those days, condemned men, people who are guilty of capital crimes, would be forced to drink this kos tarela. What is it to kos tarela? It would be a mixture of alcohol and poison, and that would be their death sentence. It says, Yerushalayim, you have drunken your death sentence. But the sadness in the description of here is that they don't even have anybody to help them get to the bed to lie down peacefully in their suffering. Rather, in fact, they stagger and they fall to the ground because there is no leadership. What a sad description over here. Another important point, important point to note over here is that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is the one, the Almighty is the one giving Yerushalayim this kos tarela, this cup of this chalice of poison. So it's seen as directly meted out. It is punishment from Hashem as well. What's the double suffering that's mentioned over here in our section, which is what are, we, what are we referring to? The Malbim says it refers to the sword on the outside and the sickness on the inside. We're talking about a system, a situation of siege as well. Rashi says, Who will comfort you? Who can I bring you to comfort you? Can there ever be anybody who can comfort you because nobody has been through the suffering that you have been through? You know that in history, Jerusalem has been conquered 44 times. 44 times Yerushalayim has been conquered by different nations. Who, which other city in the world has been conquered that amount of times that can give comfort? When the old city was captured by the Jordanians in 1948, only a few dozen soldiers were there left protecting it. The, the Jordanians were so embarrassed that such a small band could inflict such destruction in their defense of the old city that they gathered all, up the, all the male inhabitants the regular people, the elderly, the young who are remaining in Yerushalayim, and to, um, which was about 300 men to pray them back into Amman as captives of war, pretending they were soldiers, because how could it be? How could it be that the city was defended by so, so few? This is Mianachameh. Has there ever been any kind of resistance like that? Has there ever been such a situation like that of Yerushalayim? Now moving to the next part of the Torah, which is the second parak from Pa'am Pasuk Aleph to Vav, in, where, in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu now says, Uri Uri Livshi Uzeich Tzion Tzion, that's Mount Zion, which is the neighboring mountaintop to Har Hamoria, that's the way the Armenian quarter is built on Har Tzion today. So Tzion, that, that, it's a higher mountain than Harabayas, you know, as you go up from the Kotel to the Armenian quarter, which is where Har Tzion is built on. Wake up, wake up, where your glory, Livshi Bidei Sifartech Yerushalayim Irakodesh, wear your clothing of splendor. Get up, Hisnari Me'afar Kumi, again words Rav Shlomo Alkabetz will use later on in the Chadodi in addressing Yerushalayim. 
wake, uh, wake up from your slumber, get up from the de- from the from the dust, and and uh, and now uh, make your mark. Yeah, and Akharish Baruch says he, to them, "You've been sold for nothing, and you won't be redeemed for money." Because Hashem says, "In Mitzrayim, you are redeemed by Rishon Alagurshem." I sent you to Egypt and now you've been oppressed by the Assyrians. But Akash Baruch Hu says, you know what? I, in the end of the day, I'm going to bring You're going to know that I'm going to be there for you. Why? What are the clothes of splendor in Yerushalayim? Um, Yeshayahu is describing the prophecy, Jerusalem, wear your clothes of splendor. What are the clothes of splendor, says the Chasm Sofer? It refers to the nation of Israel. Wear your clothes, Yerushalayim. We're the nation of Israel. We're the people that should be in you. Not all the other nations that came afterwards because the Jews were there and thought that it was an important place, but rather the Jews themselves, the people who are supposed to be, the Israelites living in Yerushalayim are your clothes of honor. What does it mean you won't be redeemed for money? So one possibility is you could say, well, the nation of Israel will be so worthless, they'll be not even redeemable. But Rav Hirsch, Rav Mendel Hirsch, in his commentaries on the Torah, points out is that you will not ever be owned by your captives, captors. Even those who will take you into, into a terrible captivity won't have a claim upon you, and therefore you will not have to be redeemed with money. And finally, the last, the last section of the Torah, running from Pasuk Zion to Pasuk Yud Beis, is the last description of heralding the return to, to, to Zion, to Zion. Beautiful songs will be made of this. Manavu al Heharim Ragleim of Aser. How beautiful are, are, are you, you're on the, the mountaintops are those with the, the legs, the feet of those who are coming to herald. Mashmiya Shalom Vaser Tov Mashmiya Yeshua to tell the tidings of peace, the tidings of salvation. O Melitzion, Malach Elokayach, Zion will say that God has ruled. Called Sofayach Nosu Koil Hayachdov Yeraneinu, and the 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 watch guards, the, the lookouts. Will will call together as they see ki ein ba'ein yiru b'shuv Hashem Zion as they see Hashem returning to Zion. Such beautiful descriptions over here, and it describes how suru suru tzumishem tamei go. Those who are impure will be pushed out of Jerusalem, and and only those who deserve to belong will live there. Ki levi chipazon teitzei uvemenu solos elechon ki olech lifnehem lifnehem Hashem umas fiyesifchem lokei Yisrael Hashem will gather. You in as well. One last question to think about this Hatara, which I think is very important and central to this Hatara, is that Yeshayahu is mourning Yerushalayim while Yerushalayim is still standing. Jerusalem is still standing and will be for over a century after this prophecy is given. So why is he talking as if it is destroyed? The first possibility is, is that during the times of Yeshayahu, Yerushalayim was very almost very close to have been captured by the Assyrians. The Assyrians had exiled the northern kingdom of Israel. They had taken a military tour through Judea, capturing 90% of the cities. In fact, you can read the Assyrian account of the capture of Lachish, a brutal, brutal massacre, one of the strongholds in Judea. And then they came to encircle Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the only city which survived that uh, that military tour. And under the 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 leadership of Chizkiyahu and the spiritual leadership of Yeshayahu, Yerushalayim did not fall. So it could be referring to that oncoming onslaught. And this is the prophecy in which Yeshayahu is telling Yerushalayim that it will survive. This could be why the Mishnah tells us in the end of the fourth parak of Psachim that Chizkiyahu is making the military move to close up the springs outside Yerushalayim and make the tunnel 
of the water to bring the Meha Gichon, the Gichon spring into the Shiloh, the Brecha, the pool of the Shiloh was inappropriate because Yeshayahu had already said that Yerushalayim would survive. But another option could be is that Yeshayahu is referring to the future. He's referring to the prophecies towards the destruction of the Babylonians of Israel. And he's saying, don't worry, even though there will be a destruction, there will also be a resolution, which also expands us further. And Yeshayahu could be referring not only to the Babylonians, but to the Le'asid Lava, that Yerushalayim, in fact, will have a future redemption as well, which is why this prophecy is recorded as it is and why we read it as the Shiva Denechemta, hoping that we will see this soon in our days. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day and a beautiful Shabbos.